So typically we think of procrastination as an intention action gap where those two aren't coming together. Our intentions aren't lining up with our actions or vice versa. If we intend to do something and we voluntarily and needlessly delay action on our intention, well, that's procrastination. But what if we never make the intention in the first place? A lot of Christians have never made the intention of making disciples and living their lives genuinely focused on and reoriented around God's mission. And I want to pause for a moment and ask our listeners, have you ever intentioned to make disciples and have your life be focused on God's mission and his glory rather than focused on your plans and your own glory and kind of fitting him in a little? Have you ever committed to that? Welcome to the Life School Podcast, where each week you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. This is the stuff that your parents, teachers, and pastors forgot to tell you. I'm Heath Hollinsby, here with your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. As always, good to be with you, my friend. You too, man. What's going on? Well, you know what? Life is pretty great here in the Pacific Northwest. It's still hanging on to summer like it never is going to end again. But yeah. wow, as this is uh, airing and as we're recording this... Uh, and it's going to air. There are some people who are in the hurts, man, with the hurricane. Yeah, Dorian on the East Coast oh right now. Oh, my gosh. Finland. And the poor Bahamians. Like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. I Literally, I was crying just a little while ago before we did this. This They were talking to this man, and he just he looked beat like, and he was an older guy. He looked like he had just had his face beat in, and he said, yeah, the water was up to, like, the ceiling in our house, yeah. and, and our appliances were circling around, and they're like, uh, like they were in a dishwasher, and I probably got hit with one of them, and, um, but his, his wife literally drowned in front of him in the oh house. Oh, my God. And then he, he, somehow he had to, like, dive down and swim out a window and then swim to a boat. And it was like, I was crying like this. And, 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 you know, the interviewer is like, oh, my gosh, like, really, you lost your wife just now? And we're so sorry. He's like, yeah, really? And he starts crying. Oh, my God. He couldn't even believe it. So we are praying for everybody there. Yep. And I, you know, you know, check out the show notes. We would like to put a link in the show notes if you want to make a donation. And, yeah, and we'll, be it'll be vetted and it'll be something that's reliable. I, I don't even know what it is as recording this, but by the time you're hearing this, you can check out the show notes on this episode. So anyway, yeah, prayers with them. Golly, we're so sorry. And, and I'm so grateful for those people, in, you know, in Florida at this point that hadn't got it nearly as bad, yeah. but it's still moving up the coast as we're talking today. Yep. So we don't even know like up in the, you know, Carolinas and all what's going to happen. So God be glorified in all this and uh, protect our fran- our families. Oh, Lord. Amen. All right, man. So uh, another little piece of information. We were supposed to have... Um, Doug Bursch on. Yeah. yeah, Doug Bursch was supposed to be on for this episode, but we had some technical difficulties, maybe connected to the storms and all. I don't know. I don't think so, but we couldn't pull it off technically <laughs> as yep. a guest today. So, and it uh, wasn't for lack of trying. I mean, yeah. we gave it a good hour. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so pay attention. Uh, he'll be back. We'll be having him on in the next few weeks or whatever. Yeah. But uh, today, um, we're, you know, we're going to go ahead. We'll move into our, our topic. Yeah, today we're talking about how procrastination um, kills discipleship and mission and kind of the aspect of living an incarnational life, right? Yeah. And I've never really given too much thought as to how this would actually play out. Maybe yeah. you can unpack where you came up with this concept and what was driving you to want to talk about it more. Yeah. Well, I think as thinking through why, you know, why do so many of us 
you know, confessing, professing Christians have such low engagement when it comes to discipleship. We don't really talk about it like a, being a discipleship crisis in the church a lot. We just talk about discipleship a lot in life school, sure. but it really is. There's not a lot of discipleship going on. Um, and it's the number one thing the church, which is us, you know, kind of right. get to do. You know, yeah. it's what we've been commissioned by Jesus to do and why we exist. So some of the why really has to do with the church having, I think, a small gospel or a very little true gospel uh, and an understanding of why we get to make disciples and live on mission with God. Huh. So accomplishing God's eternal purposes to fill the world with his glory, that's what's going on with discipleship. And you can just listen to a million episodes where we talk about that. And if we don't know and embrace this, and I'll expand on this in a few minutes. Sure. Well, I think that's that's what's led to having such low discipleship engagement. But some of it, as I've seen in community and churches that I've helped lead and be a part of, really does have to do with procrastination, okay? Okay. And so, like, these couple of Bible verses sort of haunting, you know, come to mind, like Proverbs 6, 9 to 11, it's like, how long will you lie there, you sluggard? When will you get up from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, and poverty will come on you like a thief. Yep. And scarcity like an armed man. Okay, like, well, that might be talking about our work or our jobs or whatever, but it, it doesn't exclude it from also being about like, oh, have we been asleep and sort of putting off? Like like someone else will do the discipleship? Yeah. You know, I don't know. Galatians 6.10, uh, take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. Hmm. Wow. You know, and I, I know that verse there in Galatians six ten is generally the Greek implies about finances and you know being a blessing to others, right? Which is also part of discipleship. So, I I think this is where it's come from is like okay, why do do we just have too small a gospel and people don't understand the implication of getting to live out of our identity and and fulfill the eternal purpose of God, or does procrastination actually play into this a whole lot more? I think it does. I really do. So one of the things I've thought about quite a bit is the. Uh, I've been part of many missional communities and different groups that would claim to be missional in, in the way that they want to live, but they didn't have any sense of purpose or intentionality in what they were doing. And so you'd have just a bunch of misses because there'd be no intention in moving people. Let's hang out a bunch, but what are we doing? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So would you say that procrastination and a lack of intentionality are brothers in the same camp? Because I can see often that a lack of intentionality really hurts mission, but maybe you see differences between the two. Well, so let's look at the word intentionality, right? It says the fact of being deliberate or purposeful, right? Having yeah. a purpose. So that kind of speaks to what you're talking about. So that's the intentionality side. And it also goes and say the, the, the quality of mental states are, you know, our thoughts and desires and hopes that consists in being directed towards some object or state of affairs. So yeah, you're right. It's hard to have uh, intentionality <laughs> if we've never set out a goal. Sure. Right. So what, you know, what is the goal of making disciples? Well, it's, it's to make disciples of Jesus that we, we, he would live our lives through us. We would understand how we are now one with him. And increasingly there'd be more and more disciples of Jesus, the glory of God filling the earth with his glory. Now, so we have to have intention. In other words, it consists of being directed towards some object or state of affairs. Sure. Now, typically we think of procrastination as an intention, like action gap where, our actions aren't lining up with our intentions. If we intend to do something and we either voluntarily and or needlessly delay action on our intention, that's procrastination. But what if we've never made the intention in the first place? Hmm. So a lot of Christians have never made the intention of making disciples and living their lives genuinely focused and reoriented around God's mission. And so I want to pause for a moment and ask our listeners, 
Have you ever intentioned, like you personally or your small group or your missional community, have you ever intentioned to make disciples of Jesus and have your life be focused on God's mission and his glory rather than kind of focused on our own plans and our own glory? Hmm. Have you ever committed to that? That's a really good question, man. And as you're talking, even as, as you're kind of walking through this definitions, I'm thinking about how we constantly are tying things back to the thing behind the thing. And so yeah. a lack of intentionality or procrastination is never just like, well, I forgot to get to it, but there's always some sort of heart thing going on a bit yeah, deeper. For sure. What do you think are some of the reasons that we procrastinate in life in general, and maybe even more specifically when it comes to discipleship and mission? It is really important, Heath, when trying to move beyond procrastination in any area of life to first understand the possible reasons, right? So I want to go into them. Uh, you know, what are the possible reasons be behind, you know, my particular brand of procrastination? But I do want to connect the dots as we go along to, okay, then maybe this, we're procrastinating in this way making disciples and living on mission. Okay. Yeah. So, but these apply, you're right. So reason number one, it's a big one is perfectionism. In other words, it's this thinking that if I can't do it perfectly or at least really, really well and control both the outcome and people's perceptions of how I'm doing it something, then I'll avoid it and I'll put it off. Not mm -hmm. wanting to expose any weakness in myself. Okay. Yep. So I was I was doing a little research on this, and uh, there's a Stanford University psychologist, Carol Dwick, and she details the power of one's mindset connected to this. Okay. And she, and she she relates successes in school and sports or work, you know, your job or the arts and other areas of human endeavor to how one thinks currently about their own abilities and talents and a you know and, and how they're going to do. And mm -hmm. so she explains that people either have a fixed mindset or they have a growth mindset. And those with a fixed mindset believe that their abilities are sort of set in stone. This is where they're at. This is how it'll go. And so they only focus on their current intelligence or insights or talents or skills, believing they cannot really be developed. Hmm. So why, you know, can a fixed mindset be dangerous? Well, it hinders one's ability to grow and learn and make positive changes and so how are we going to make disciples if we are not both a disciple of Jesus, meaning learning how to walk in his ways and obey all of his teachings, and then learning how to help others do the same? So if we have this fixed mindset, yeah. which is so much of us connected to perfectionism, like, I don't know if I know how to do this, and I'm kind of stuck, and I'm really worried about not doing it well, so I'll just put it off kind of forever. I won't say it's bad. Sure. <laughs> I just won't do it. Wow. It makes me, too, think of, like, the, you know, I know in my, my own pursuits— of perfectionism a lot of times i really have to check my heart and go like is there a fear of man thing if people see me screw up or am i believing that these people are more glorious than even god is and so there's if we want to tie this even into the four g's man it's really easy to go there with with some of these underlying things we're talking about it's no kidding and think about like for for a lot of people they think discipleship is still is like teaching a bunch of classes to somebody versus helping them learn how to move from unbelief to belief yep. in the gospel in every area of life well that requires time that requires understanding the gospel, having a fluency of the gospel. Um, it, it, it involves a lot of challenging people and their yeah. thinking and their thoughts and why, you know, they're doing what they're doing. Are they considering that? And are they living to God's glory or their own? And so, yeah, I think you're right. The thing behind the thing there does have to do a lot of fear of man issues. Yep. And, um, and my own personal comfort, like I love me <laughs> yeah. more than you in God's glory. So if it's going to require time, effort, and, and there again, if I have sort of a fixed mindset where I don't, I don't even know if I could do it or whatever or control that. Well, I'm just, I'll leave that to the professionals or something. Yeah, no, that makes sense, ma'am. Okay, reason number two. Okay, so fear of the unknown. 
So, so few of us have ever seen or experienced life on life, life in community discipleship, that it really is the unknown frontier. And it freaks us out a little bit. Hmm. And we don't fully understand or comprehend the life that Jesus came to give us all. So we fear it. It's just, it's too hard to believe that we get to live in light of the gospel in every area of life, that the kingdom's come. It's just too hard. And like I mentioned a few years ago, so many within our, within our family, the church have been sold a very small gospel, a very little, you know, gospel and not much truth in it. And an understanding of why we get to make disciples and live on mission with God and how that transforms our lives. Hmm. Now, here's what's interesting to me. Um, you know, people research procrastination and all that. Researchers from the University of Michigan can, conducted a study okay. on the effects of allowing misinformation to linger in someone's mind. Okay, so I'm tying this right now to like, oh, that wasn't really the gospel that you say a Jesus in your heart prayer and then you wait for heaven and try to sin less. No, sure. but... But misinformation lingers, and the study notes that misinformation remains in one's memory and continues to influence their thinking, even if the person is aware that that was not even true. Hmm. So the person is also likely to make use of this misinformation, especially if it fits with their existing beliefs and sort of makes sense to others. This then leads to spreading the inaccurate information to other people. Isn't that funny, man? Because I, I do that in my own life too, where I know there's things that are not true, that just habits that I've believed for a long time that have kind of carved. But that's these... the narrative, and everybody yeah. else is in on the, the 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 gag or whatever. Yeah, and so then when you try to actually start, like actually taking those thoughts captive, it's impossible because that misinformation has sat in there for so yeah. long that these trenches have been developed. And so you couple that with the fear of the unknown, and I'm kind of sticking to the you know, hey, doesn't everybody just go to church, and we're kind of waiting for Jesus to get back, and all this and. Yeah, so it turns out that what we don't know can actually hurt us, and not only hurt us initially, but keep hurting us as well as hurting others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the thing behind the thing there, again, is that that the fear of the unknown, and I've never seen this done. I've never seen people live in community this way. I've never seen people who can fight and forgive and speak the truth and love, and they give their lives away to each other in service and their neighbors, and we, we exist as family. Like, I've never seen that. And, and so I think I'm pretty safe to just keep believing the old sort of check the yeah. box Christianity, even though I, I kind of know there's way more to that yep. than that. So absolutely still self-love if you think about it. Well, yeah, it, it always comes. Back. It really <laughs> it is. Comes like, back to that. like I know right now, like, so here I am, you know, over the uh, internet poking people in the chest a little bit, but I know there are people who've listened to life school a lot yep. and yet there's, they, they still haven't really made those changes in their family life. They haven't like do- dove into community, even though if it's icky or weird and they're learning, they haven't, they haven't started to lead their churches in light of that. So it's a procrastination, yep. right? They've intentioned it now. Off. They're yep. listening to it, their intention, but they're still kind of living within the umbrella of, well, the old way of thinking. Yep. And even though I know it's not right and everybody else is still in on that deal, I'm getting away with it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> or so you think, oh, yeah. Yeah, right. All right. Reason number three. Third reason, and this is a big one, is that you experience a lack of motivation connected to something. So that's why you procrastinate. Okay. Okay. So have you ever thought to yourself that life has just gotten like in the way of discipleship? Sure. Like, you know, even when it comes to your own family or spouse or kids. And so you haven't been able to do what you know you get to do and have actually intentioned to do. So Mm -hmm. this, but, but there's like, you don't have great motivation connected to it. And this lack of motivation can come from all kinds of underlying 
causes. So I just pull a little list together here. So maybe it's a lack of energy. Yep. Right. You're not feeling well or fatigue or something like that. It could be stress in other areas of your life. Okay. So it's kind of zapping your motivation to like, I, I really do want to make disciples. I do want to start taking, you know, responsibility for discipling my own kids sure. and, you know, uh, those I love and, and maybe my neighbors and all that. Right. Uh, but I'm so stressed out or fatigued or lacking energy or um, other priorities hmm. like in our life could just zap it, you know, for us. And, and so we don't, we lack motivation because right now, well, when this is done or when we get the house finished or when we, you know, get the kids into school or when we get a, the next raise, or if I get a bigger house or, you know, or whatever, we've always got another priority that's kind of getting in the way. Yep. And, and so we don't have the motivation to get started right now. Um, you know, emergencies come up in life or sicknesses that are real and, and we, you know, we've got to deal with them or maybe you know, like, we intention to get something started and we're having a baby right yep. now or something like that. So it changes our family schedule again. Um, or people uh, can lose motivation because they have trouble finding new ways and ideas to get started. Hmm. And so they're like, I don't even know how to get started. Uh, so we just keep thinking, well, I don't know. And I, so I order a bunch of books and I download stuff and I'll even buy a course and never watch it you sure. know, or never read the book. <laughs> I've done that a lot. Yeah. Or, you know, or maybe you're surrounded with negativity connected to something. So in this mm-hmm. case, what we're talking about is discipleship and mission. Like no one gets what you're talking about. Yeah. The church is not necessarily into it, or maybe you are the pastor and you're into it, Sure, but you get so much negativity. People are like, what you yeah. expect? How many nights a week do you expect us to live our faith? Yeah. <laughs> like, wait a minute, it's, it's our identity, call. you know? Yeah. Right. So that negativity keeps you from like really implementing new things and new discipleship in your church or yeah. in your community, wherever, or you've got a lack of confidence which is sort of somewhat connected up to reasons one and two above, right? Yep. Where, you know, you're the perfectionist and you don't know if you're going to be good at it. So I don't want to start or, or the fear of the unknown, like where's this going to lead to and how much time will it eat? So sometimes mm-hmm. you have a lack of confidence um, or you perceive you're working in the wrong environment. In other words, like, oh, that won't work here. You know, we're listening to Heath and Caesar talk about life on mission and in community and it sure it sounds messy, but it seems to be working for them. But that's probably because they live in Pacific Northwest or something, you know, yeah, sure. it'll never work here in the East Coast. It'll never work in the south or they probably live in the inner city and and i live in a suburb or whatever well that's not true and we've talked about a lot of that (laughs) stuff so you know or like you mentioned unclear goals can kind of like lead to a lack of motivation and so uh, there was a study there again i did a lot of research on this there was a study done at, at carnegie mellon university revealed that people lack motivation when they find little value in the projected outcome of their work hmm right so you know how that is if you know, if you just go like, why am I doing this? Yeah. I don't see a clear line drawn to goal accomplished. Sure. Right. You just don't know it. We've had jobs like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, we've worked for people. We're like, this is how we do it. And this is how you're going to do it. And we're never going to change it and come in early and make sure you and you're like, but I don't understand why, what we're, you know. Yep. And so we and, and this makes sense. This doesn't sound like a big revelation to me, but people people will lack motivation when, when they find little value in the projected outcome in the work. However, the study goes on to say if people are able to clearly see how their work connects to their interests or goals and concerns, they are more likely to value their work and get started and be motivated to invest their energy into things. Man, that is really funny because as you were talking there, I was thinking about even when I wrote my last book, and I don't know if you have the same situation, but you have something you really want to see an outcome of, like I want to write this book and bless people, and then you sit down to write it, and it's like I did every single thing under the sun that I could to avoid actually having to get to 
what I wanted to do. I mean, I checked websites I haven't been to in 20 years and, and reached out yeah. to old Facebook friends. And so I think you're absolutely right. When you lack motivation and you don't know, you're like you're, you're scared of the unknown, that all piles up and causes you to procrastinate. Yeah. And think about it. If, if, we, if we're not accurately communicating to ourselves, to our spouse, to our kids, to our community, to the, those that we lead at a, at a church, if we're not accurately helping them see that life on mission, life in a community, following after Jesus and reorienting our life around his life is the best possible life. Yeah. And it's what we were created for. It's why God created us. It's, you know, the angels long to look into this, you know, the scripture says, what? That God would fill the world with his glory, what he's like, through humans? Yeah, that's it. So like this idea of everything else gets in the way and everything else saps our motivation and I'm fearful of this and I don't know how to do it. In light of, wait a minute, are, do you understand like what this is really about? Sure. And are we connecting it to like, no, this is how you're going to find true joy and peace and fulfillment and your what my purpose is in life and how you'll leave a legacy and how you'll pass on the gospel in every area of life to your kids and to those that God brings close to you in life. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's so big. And so I, boy, I'd hate for that to be, but, but boy, what a long list of things that zap our motivation, right? Yeah. And, and I think sometimes it's, like kind of an ethereal, like what we're talking about is like, yeah, we can kind of relate to that. But I know that both you and I, and and having lived this way for years, um, have actually seen this play out with some actual flesh on some boots on the ground. For so sure. I would ask me, what are some examples of how you've actually seen procrastination really truly affecting the community of believers that are attempting to live on mission? Yeah, for those who at least have intention to, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So then we can call it procrastination. Yeah, because <laughs> call it what Like it we is. said at the beginning, if you, if you have any other intentioned it, then you can't procrastinate it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, right? So, whoa. So that's so hard to really narrow down. There are so many reasons, and it's so complex. But, but common things that I've seen that my fellow brothers and sisters, uh, of course, never including me, <laughs> I have procrastinated are on things like, Moving their small group, say their traditional small group or their missional community, beyond a weekly meeting. Hmm. Like they kind of know that this kind of meeting once a week and sort of kind of sort of doing a study sometimes and eating some pie or whatever. That's not what this is about. Sure. This isn't really making disciples. This isn't moving outward to bless others, transform our community. So they just kind of put it off because of all the stuff we just said. Uh, other areas, really focusing on having a healthy sort of up, in, out balance in their yep. community life. So we're really worshiping us and being in community. It feels really rich. And that's kind of why I got into this is just kind of pick and choose my friends. Um, but we're not really growing deeper in the gospel. And we're not really out much mm. <laughs> at all with anybody else. So we we kind of put off like, no, let's grow in our upward, inward, outward balance as a community. Yeah. Uh, other things I've seen, uh, failing to plan to intentionally serve others as a community. Yep. So maybe they, we've got a, you know, we've got an up in thing going on where we're like, we're really starting to live more like family and love each other and prefer one another and, you know, all that. Um, and we're growing in the gospel, but we're not, we, we just kind of put off that like serving others thing sure. or it's like a, it's an annual thing and hardly anybody makes it. And, <laughs> but it's not a lifestyle. We're not living out of our servant identity. We're kind of putting that off. Right. And there's all kinds of ramifications that, um, planning predictable patterns that have, you know, high invitation, easy for people to step into your life, but low challenge right away so that you can, you know, your neighbors and potential persons of peace can actually start to walk in the ways of Jesus with you. So we just kind of get into our rhythm. It's like, well, we do this Wednesday night small group thing and you know, sure. call it a missional community now, but we're not 
adding another, say, a brunch or a you know happy hour or just an open table or something that's high invitation, sure. easy to step on, but it's low challenge at first. It you know so we just haven't gotten around to it. Why? Well, procrastination. We're just preferring ours ourselves, right? Yeah. In our current whatever that we're doing. Um, here's another one that I've seen procrastination in that kind of screws us up is consistently following up with people of peace. In other words, those people you go like, oh, I know this person, this neighbor's leaning in. Yeah. <laughs> like they want to be our friends and they're totally here. I'm guilty of this. I, I can think of people right now like, man, they're leaning in harder than I am. Um, but we're not consistently following up with them and, mm. and going like, what's next, Lord? You know, when it comes to gospel conversations and opportunities to be family together. So, you know, we could be inviting people into more of our normal family rhythms so we can treat them like family. Um, or maybe instead of that, we're resting on our organized rhythms and not really engaging organically. It's like, well, if they don't fit into my box, my weekly meeting, then I guess we won't be doing community with them because our community group meets this night or whatever. It's like, mm. what if you're, what if you told that to your kids? I can only be your dad. Yeah. <laughs> I can only be your mom. Mondays and Tuesdays. Yeah, yeah. Mondays and Tuesdays between these hours. But then after that, man, I'm, I'm kind of, it's me time. Yeah. Right? And I don't work. It might happen accidentally, but not intentionally. So, yeah. um, and then th- I'll just make this the last one that where i've seen procrastination really happen a lot is getting the help from others who have succeeded in making disciples which goes back to some of the reasons we lack motivation um because you know we can't manage it and all this i don't know what i'm doing but you know we have we've prioritized our time and money in other less important areas of life and we're not willing to change our mind Hmm. which is what repentance means yeah and trust god in this area of our life for the time, for the learning, for the resources to do that. So we're actually procrastinating on trusting God. Wow. Like we know we're kind of stuck and we know we can find help, but we won't, we won't do that either. We keep putting that off. <laughs> it's like, oh, don't procrastinate and trust in God because <laughs> he God, is yeah. faithful. You know? I've never put that connection there, like actually procrastinating when you're trusting Jesus. That is... yeah. Man, what a good call out there. <laughs> so uh, maybe people are listening and they've been part of these groups or they've led groups and they're feeling like a bit of conviction or maybe they want to change their ways and, and be more intentional to stop procrastinating. How would you encourage people who've either experienced this procrastination we've talked about today and in, in beginning to change this and to get unstuck in where they're at? Yeah. Let me, let me kind of break our format slightly. Today. Let me address that in the big three. Okay. okay. I think this is really important. So we'll, you could tell folks what the big three is, yeah, sure. but then I'll answer that question of how to, you know, I want to encourage people to, you know, kind of get unstuck and get going. Yeah. So the big three is the three takeaways. If nothing else from the show that we want you to walk away with this week and you get them as a printable PDF that goes straight to your inbox as, and they're free as a download by going to one, two, three lifeschool.com forward slash big three. Again, if you go to one, two, three lifeschool.com forward slash big three, you'll get them right now, print them out, download them, put them on your wall. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, so first is be honest with yourself when it comes to understanding if you've ever really intentioned to live a lifestyle of discipleship and mission. Hmm. It, it may not be procrastination you're suffering from. It could be that the gospel you understand and live in light of is too small and is primarily about your personal happiness. Wow. Or, or it may be that your Christian faith is focused on your afterlife and therefore discipleship and mission is kind of optional here, so it's taking a back seat in your life. I never would have connected that, man. <laughs> All right, number so two. don't miss that, okay? Yeah, that's great. Okay, so uh, number two, if you're feeling stuck or know you've been procrastinating, is let me ask you this. Do you believe that Jesus lived the best life of any human being ever? Hmm. And he wants that for you too? 
Like, did, did any other human have a better life than Jesus, the perfect God-man? You know? Nope. God has immense blessings and benefits in store for us when we live in community with others and trusting his spirit to guide us as we make more disciples of Jesus. Hmm. So, so we're all getting his life increasingly. Our lives are meant to be part of God fulfilling his eternal purpose of filling the world with his glory through us. This is the life you're created for. It's the most amazing life ever. It's Jesus' life. That's yeah. We're one with him now. And the good news is that there's no condemnation for those of us procrastinators, okay? <laughs> so if we have been dragging our feet with this or like kind of hiding behind a small gospel, but everybody seems to let us get away with it, or we know we've been procrastinating a lot of ways, I please hear this. There's no condemnation. God's yeah. not going, I've been telling him, you know, yep. when's he going to get off his late, you know? So that's good news. So that's good news, right? Yeah. And, and then the third of the big three is I'd say, make a list of the things that you have been procrastinating in when it comes to your family or community and living on God's mission together. So if wherever you're at, if it's like I haven't even gotten started or I, I've been listening to the show for a while and I, I realize this is the life, but I'm not availing myself to learn and attempt things. Or, or we, we do have a community, but we're kind of stuck, like you said, being more about us and not so much about anybody else. Sure. So like kind of make a list. This takes a little bit of work and it'll only be for the bold of heart that'll take us up on number three here. Like, do you understand the thing behind the thing connected to each of the things that you're procrastinating around? Hmm. I just say repent now. Allow God to change your mind and to be your strength and, and your new motivation going forward. So pick one thing that you'll get started on this week, put it in your calendar now and get started. Trust yep. God for the results. Okay. So like kill that perfectionism thing, or I don't know what I'm doing. He's perfect. So you don't have to be, so we don't have to be. Yeah. All right. And it's kind of like riding training wheels, right? Like this gets easier over time. Once you start once you start taking these leaps and seeing that things work and that you're loved and it starts seeing the life that God starts to give us when we trust him and we walk in the ways of Jesus yeah. and we help others do the same. It is there's no going back to check in the box once yeah. a week. Oh, there just isn't. Difficult. Yeah. yeah. Um man, time is up, but we want to thank you for joining us. If you want the download of that big three that Caesar just gave, uh, you get it again as a free PDF download. And all you have to do to get it is 123lifeschool.com forward slash big three. It'll come right away to your inbox. If you haven't yet joined our Facebook group, you can go to 123lifeschool.com forward slash community or 123lifeschool.com forward slash Facebook, and it'll take you right to the page. Hey, here's another thing is um, we love when we get reviews and yeah. um, and you subscribe on you know, on iTunes or yep. Stitcher or whatever it is that you're listening to. You can go to Spotify now because um, then it helps other people know like, hey, is this for me? And it also, then you get a reminder, right? Because it downloads and yep. you get it Bing. every Monday. Every Monday yep. yeah. So please do that. Please don't procrastinate <laughs> subscribing. I know many of you have because like we got a whole lot of people listening compared to the amount of subscribers and reviews, right? Yeah, we do. So don't procrastinate on this one. <laughs> Just do it this week. It's Love a- us well and go ahead and subscribe and give us a review on iTunes or whatever you do so thanks hey next week we're talking about seven secrets to lifelong marriage unity with your your bride yep tina's gonna gonna join us next week and we're gonna lay some uh things on everybody that we've learned over uh years of marriage (laughs) a really long time yeah such a long time but she uh, she might actually be more interesting than you even next week. She always, I'm, she always I'm shows sure. you up, man. I'm sure. Like, I love you, but she always one-ups She's you. She's know? way better. <laughs> hey, join us next week as we talk about those seven secrets. Uh, thanks for being with us today. If you want more information on the show, you can visit 123lifeschool.com forward slash podcast.